Welcome to the Options Millionaire Podcast, where we walk you through the tools, techniques, and strategies we use to become seven-figure traders in the options market. Your hosts are Peter and Travis, founders of the Options Wealth Academy. Here we go. All right, welcome everyone to another podcast. This is episode number 15. We are going to discuss high probability options trading. That's right. Yeah, I get the lead on this one. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me pull up my notes. Oh, I don't have any notes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to introduce Peter and Travis for those who don't know us. This oh, is yeah. how we roll. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not even thinking. I'm just like jumping in there. What an intro. Well, we got the us. regular intro and I yeah. don't, I haven't listened to it in a while. So <laughs> <laughs> it does introduce us, but um, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, folks. I just kind of jumped right in. Anyway. <laughs> That's good stuff. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I am going to start with this one. Um, and I'm actually going to... So first off, I'm just going to kind of discuss what is a high probability option. Um, and, and really, it's not just tied to options. Actually, high probability um, trading can be anything. You could use high probability uh, stocks. You can do all kinds of things. But uh, I first learned it in options trading, um, high probability. And I can't remember where I first uh, learned about it, but um, it's basically taking... Some people use the Greek in options to figure it out. I just simply go into my... Uh, when I used to kind of play around with it i'd go into my broker platform and and you can they have a probability uh column on the options chain and you can click on that and uh it will tell it's called like uh what, what is it called i don't even have it in front of me i think it's called um let me, let me pull it up here real quick oh yeah probability otm so this is the probability that this will expire out of the money so um that's important, especially if you're going to do a high probability selling options, uh, because you want the high probability of it expiring out of the money. However, one of the very important things that you should always pay attention to is the definition of probably, because that's what this is. It's most likely, it's presumably going to happen in a probable manner, in likelihood. So, um, so there's a good chance it will happen, but you always have to remember that there's a chance it will not happen, right? So, and then the other side of high probability options trading is when you solely focus on the probability of an option expiring out of the money, uh, it can get you into a lot of trouble. So I actually ran a test on this a few years ago. I did it in paper and I was trying to compare high probability options trading to just the way I traded options. Uh, because the way I trade options is I don't use probabilities because I, well, because of this test. But basically what I was doing was I was trading uh, Tesla. Um, and I used a stock like Tesla because of the option premiums. Um, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Tesla has very high option premiums. And generally, high option premiums mean high risk. Um, you can almost always attribute it to that. And, and really, if you just look at an option chain, if you're familiar with options and you look at an option chain with Tesla and Apple, 
you'll see why that is. Um, that and then actually not just looking at the option chain, but you can look at the chart. Um, but anyway, point being is I used to trade high prob probability options. What I used to do in my test is I would sell puts. Now, I'm not going to call them cash secured puts because when I was selling them on Tesla at the time, Tesla was trading around $700 a share. So um, one put would mean I'm on the hook for, what's that, $700,000? Is that Did I do the math right? I believe I did the math right. Um, times 100, yeah, $70,000, sorry. So I was trading in a $10,000 account. So I can't say I'm selling cash secured puts because I didn't have enough cash to secure the put. Um, and I wasn't just trading one. I was trading two, sometimes four contracts, which means I need four times that amount of money. So I would need like a quarter of a million dollars to cover if I got assigned. Now, going into it, what I would notice with a lot of people that would do this type of strategy is they wouldn't think of the risk at all because it's a high probability option. It's got a 90% chance of expiring out of the money, you know? So um, I'm placing the trade. The problem with it is that um, those probabilities are based on a snapshot in time when you're looking at it. Like right now, I'm looking at a Tesla options chain and I'll give you a good example. I know you guys can't see this. You're just hearing, hearing me say this, but I've got the probability OTM selected and I could sell using the 90% value, meaning there's a 90% chance that this option is going to expire out of the money, which means I get to keep all the credit. Um, I could sell a 10-day Tesla option and make $78 in 10 days. If I sell two of those, I can make $150. If I sell four of those, I can make $300 in 10 days to do nothing but just click a few buttons. Um, but here's the problem. <laughs> the amount of risk I am taking on this specific trade. So let's say I, I'm going to make $308 in 10 days. And as long as Tesla doesn't get to my strike price, I, I get to keep that money. Uh, and I have a 90% chance that I'm going to win, which are great odds, right? 90% chance I'm going to win. The problem is I've got to risk $65,692 to make that $300. <laughs> so when I look at, because of the way I was taught and the way I trade, I always focus on risk. And Travis, the same way, because he's the one that taught me, we focus on risk first. So I always look at a trade like that and say, yeah, if I only focus on my profits, 308 bucks in 10 days to just click a few buttons, that's worth it when you look at it that way. But when you look at it like, hey, if you give me 65 grand, no guarantee I'm going to give it all back in 10 days. But if you give me the 65 grand today, I'll give you 308 bucks. And you get to keep the 308 bucks. At the end of the 10 days, there's a good chance I'm going to give you all the money back. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> You would probably not take me up on that offer. You'd probably be like, uh, yeah, Peter, no, I'm not giving you 65 grand and I have no guarantee of getting the money back. And that's really what a high probability options trade um, looks at. Um, they're, they're, uh, most of the folks that um, I've ever talked to that do these type of trades, they don't look at it that way. They look at it as, hey, I can make, I can make 308 bucks in 10 days. 
you know, it seems worth it. Give you another example. Um, we'll take SPY. SPY doesn't move around as much as like a stock, but um, let's suppose you wanted to sell a 398, uh, or actually let's use a 395. So this option expires in two days. I'm not using the probabilities per se, but I'm just going to use numbers here. 395, the current market is at 398. So SPY at the time of this recording is at 398.47. So I can sell this um, put and I can make 104 bucks in two days. That seems worth it, right? Because I mean, the reality of SPY getting to the 395 in two days is probably slim, right? Now I look at the probability out of the money chart and it says it's a 72% chance. So I still got a really good chance. The problem is you're risking $39,000 to make a hundred. Would you do that? So um, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I would much rather risk, uh, you know, $198 to make a hundred dollars. That's how I'd rather do it um, as opposed to risking 39,000 to make a hundred dollars. So high probability options trading is just that it's, there's a good probability it'll work out for you, but just remember it means probably will work out for you. The downside with high probability options trading, in my opinion, is that you can have a string of winning trades. And in my test, when I was doing my high probability options trading, I had many, many months of winning trades. Uh, no big deal. And then one losing trade comes along and it wipes out a majority of my profit. So it's almost like going to work on something for the, the last eight months. And just when you're about to get paid, they say, sorry, we ran out of money and you get nothing. Uh, it's just not worth it to me. So that's kind of my stick on high probability options trading. Um, I am not a fan of it at all. It's fun. It's exciting. If you want to do it, do it in paper and play around with it. Uh, choose some of the real volatile stocks uh, and see how it plays out. But what you will find if you run that test for a long period of time, um, at some point, <laughs> you got to remember, your risk is going to, at some point, the 10% probability of it expiring in the money is going to happen. And when it does, you're risking a whole lot. So you've got to have a whole lot of trades to make up for that one losing trade. So with that, Travis, I am done. Here, here. Well, uh, perfect timing as uh, I'm done getting my thoughts together, which are going to pretty much echo yours, just sit in a different way. Uh, they can get the gist of it that we're not big fans of high probability option trading. <laughs> nope. So <laughs> they're going to be like, but, 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 yeah, I'll hear all the buts. I've been doing this several decades. I've heard all the buts and the results don't lie. Is what one of my millionaire mentors said. Results don't lie. Look at the results. Do you see any 65 year old high probability option traders on YouTube? Is YouTube flooded? with 60 and 70 year old high probability option traders, right? Something for you to think about. But how many 60, 70 year old multimillionaire and billionaire bond hold investors do you see, right? Think about something, Forbes, 400 list. I want you to look at, don't, don't listen to the crap in your head or the stuff people are selling you. Look at real world results. 
How many old, wealthy people do you see and which strategies do they use? Are they like something like passive bond hold, business owners, real estate moguls, right? Or are they day traders? Right? Look at the real world results. There's something, there's a, there's a reason why most of the people promoting like day trading, high probability options are usually young, no kids, things like that, right? Um, but anyway, so just something for you to think about. But high probability options, what I consider are ego or emotional option strategies. What I mean by that, or they are trades that are designed to satisfy the ego of having a high win rate or trades that are designed to satisfy people's emotional desires to never lose money, right? More specifically, Peter already talked about that. High probability option strategies are strategies that have a high chance of winning or being profitable. Is a probability. It's not a guarantee. It's just a probability, right? However, with options, everything is about trade-offs, Right. In exchange for this high probability of winning, you give up a good risk reward. Right. A tragic story for me of trading high probability. You know, I was a real estate investor. Right. And I, had, I got up to about seven investment units. It was enough uh, income to quit my job. Right. So, what's the probability of all seven of my units going empty at the same time and in the same month? Low probability. Right. But I, I, I based my strategy off of that probability, and I emptied my savings account. I used everything to keep buying at properties. I had zero savings because I was like, well, I can rebuild up my savings from the income I'm bringing in from the properties. Well, guess what? That supposedly high probability happened. All seven of my freaking units went empty in the exact, exact same month. It's like all my tenants was like, oh, he quit his job. Let's screw him and I'll move out, right? And so now I have like $10,000 of mortgage payments coming out. I had no money. I'm paying mortgage payments on credit cards, getting cash advances. It was ridiculous, right? So that's why I learned probabilities are not guarantees, right? But if I had six months of savings per property, like my mentor told me, I would have had a guarantee that I could have survived that for at least six months. So with options, it's the same thing. Everything is a trade-off. So my trade-off was, yeah, I, I, I was able to quit my job. I could have cut buying properties, uh, properties, but I gave up a good risk reward. I gave up my ability to stay retired if things went bad. And so with options, you give up good risk reward. So Peter uh, talked about it. And so I, I looked up an example as Peter was talking. So I looked up a high probability option trade, had an 85% chance of winning. So that's pretty good. Most people will say, yeah, I, I want to use strategies that I can win 85% of the time. I'm almost guaranteed to make money. And that's all they focus on, right? They're like, wow, that's a high win rate. But guess what? You give up something, right? You give up risk reward. So you only can make $16 though. People are like, well, that's cool. I just make $16 at a time. It adds up over time. But yeah, but when things go wrong, right? That 15% of the time, you know, when the probabilities don't work out, guess how much you're going to lose? $84. So most of the idiots, and I'm calling them idiots for a reason, right? They trade high probability strategies. They're like, oh, yeah, Travis, but but I'm going to ignore the $84 because it's an 85% chance and I can roll it and I can do all these adjusting techniques. Yeah, whatever, right? Been there. I've heard all the arguments, right? And so they literally ignore the loss and you shouldn't do that. And that's why they're idiots. Any idiot who ignores the potential loss, and I was an idiot in real estate. That's why I'm calling them idiots because I was stupid. That was a dumb thing for me to do. I should have did what my mentor said. I had six months of savings, right? Anybody who trades high probability should factor in and plan for worst case ha happening because it will happen one day. Peter talked about it, right? So, but idiots would be like, nah, I'm not gonna look at it. I got a high probability. I'll keep making $16. They, they, it's like the $84 potential loss is not even in their brain. 
right? Because they they tell themselves it most likely won't happen. Again, probabilities are not guarantees. Just always remember that. And so anybody who has any kind of wisdom and has lived long enough would know that life is messy. It's not always perfect. So guess what, silly? One day you will lose on one of your trades. And Peter talked about his experiment. I've done it. You could trade all year, right? You could trade for five months, make $16 a month, $80 profit in total. And then the month six, guess what? You know, the market has a 10% correction like it does on average every single year. Then you lose $84 on that high probability trade. So in six months, you made $80 and then lost $84. So you're down over. Oh, give me one sec. Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. So I want you to think of it this way. Right? Let's say you worked at a job for six months and made no money. <laughs> Would you want to continue working at that job? You see, most people don't apply common sense to trading, right? They're like, yeah, but I'll just keep trading. Uh, you basically worked at a job for six months and made no money, right? That's the danger of high probability strategies. Yes, in theory, they work, but life is not lived in a spreadsheet. And the reality is that when people experience losses with high probability option strategies, they usually don't recover from it financially. And it's because they don't recover from it emotionally. Right, They don't recover from the disappointment of working six months and watching all of that profit go down the drain with one trade. You had five profitable trades. Your ego was up. Oh, I'm winning on the majority of my trades. One trade took you out. Right, It does something to the ego. It does something to the emotions. It creates a disappointment that most are not ready to handle. So emotionally, they're distraught. They don't trust the strategy anymore. They're scared to lose more because guess what? What if they lose the next high probability trade? That's another $84 loss. So now they're down really big and they know with only $16 potential profit, they would have to have um, another five winning trades just to recoup that second loss. So they really could, then your brain starts playing tricks on you. So you're like, crap, I lose in month seven and then eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, just to get back to break even. So I could trade all year and not make any money. So your brain starts playing all these emotional tricks on you is, you know, you're mostly devastated and distraught. So that's why they don't continue. And that's ultimately why high probability option trade strategies don't work long term. I am a U.S. investing champion. I've been trading and investing for 20 plus years. Mathematically, high probability option trader strategies work. I've seen the studies. They do work if you can keep using it and if you keep showing up, taking those big losses, and you eventually work yourself out. But the problem and the reality is most people emotionally cannot do that. So that's why they don't work for most people long term is because they never survive it because of the emotional toughness you need. They give up. And I don't blame them. Like that's, in my opinion, from what I know about building wealth, uh, putting yourself in a position where you can make $16 and make 80 to lose 84, that's not how you build wealth. That's like you're guaranteed to lose way more than you make. Uh, of all the wealthy people I talk to, that's not how they built wealth. They built wealth by risking $1 to make five. It's called asymmetrical risk reward, right? You risk $1 to make five. That's how they got wealthy. They didn't get wealthy risking five to make one. Like, no, that's an easy way to go broke. 
So when you actually study wealthy people, they're very conservative. They actually are not big risk takers, and that's how they build wealth. They put themselves in a position to make a lot of money without losing a lot in the process. So put yourself in a position to get rich without going broke in the process. So with that, that's all I have, folks. What's that, Bugs Bunny? <laughs> I forgot the, the was it like, what is, I, I don't it wasn't Bugs Bunny, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all, folks. Yeah, that's all, folks. For those youngsters, they don't know what Bugs Bunny is. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, one last point. I think one of the problems with, uh, especially with options trading, um, well, I, I guess investing in general, even business, um, we were talking about, I think last week, um, I asked you if you watched the uh, um, Undercover Billionaire. Mm-hmm. And I watched just one episode of it and I was like, ah, because the problem is they they put a glamour on becoming a million dollar business in 90 days. And the reality of it is just watching that one episode. Now, I know there were nine more. That's not a true reality, because if if the American dream was <laughs> that you could build a million dollar business in 90 days, there would be no poor people. And no one would ever question the capitalist market in the United mm-hmm. States. That's the reality. So I think they focus too much on the glamour of that stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't tell you this. It is possible. But what they what they gloss over is why it's possible to build a million dollar business in 90 days. You ever heard the phrase like, oh, if you take all the money away from billionaires, you know, Trump, Elon Musk, they get it back in a year or so? Yeah. Because they have the skill set. Skill set, right. Yeah. <laughs> they have the skill set. They have the knowledge. They know how to make money. So you take it away. It's like, well, I still got the skill set. Let me just make it back. So yeah, I already know you can build a, a million dollar business in 90 days, but it's because those people have already done it, right? Well, not right. done in 90 days. They already had skill set to do it. Me? Right. No, I couldn't do it. I don't right. know how to do that. Right. I've never done it before in my life. <laughs> so yeah, Robert what... Kiyosaki talked about that. Yeah. In one of his interviews I was listening to, someone said, What if I what if I took all your money and I put you and I forced you? You could not do what you do, but knowing what you know, I took all your money and I forced you that you had to work in a McDonald's. Would you be wealthy again? He's like, Absolutely. Yeah. And they're like, how? You you could only make minimum wage at a McDonald's. He's like, because I already know how to save more than I spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so he he understands and recognizes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He understands and recognizes the power of saving money and living below your means. And and I think high probability options trading is the reverse of that, just like I think that undercover billionaire. You're right. It's like, yeah, of course an undercover billionaire could you know they because they make it sound like okay he doesn't have all the he doesn't have all his contacts he doesn't have any money he's got to start just like you and I and it's like but he's not starting like you and I that's oh. why I, I always say you you look at our country there's a lot of uh people that immigrate to our country that become business owners and they have done something that is far more difficult than you and I mm-hmm. because they started doing something that we could easily do, but they're at a huge disadvantage. They don't speak the language and they don't understand the financial system mm-hmm. in our yeah. country because they're from a different one. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yet they go ahead and they do it. And that's, you can look at that stuff and say, okay, there's no reason why I can't do it. No different with options trading. No, nope. there's, I, 
Can I give you a quick example on the Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. All right. You did that. Took away my money, made me work at McDonald's. You know what? First thing I do in the first month. All right. I have the knowledge, right? You already know how to to trade options. Well, Mm -hmm. I can start creating tutorials, eBooks, sell them online, but that's going to take too long. It's building a business. So what I do is find somebody with a six figure million dollar account. Right. I'd show them on paper first because I know that they won't probably won't trust me. I'd be like, hey, I've been doing this for several decades, US investing champion. Let me show you this simple strategy, oldest and safest option strategy. It's called covered calls. With a million dollar count, they bring in about 20 grand a month. So right. I was like, hey, I'll sh- I'll show them the trade. I'm like, hey, here's a trade in a paper trading account. Do you, would you like me to show you how to do this? Bring in 20 grand a month with your million dollars. They're like, yeah, because I'm only getting 2% a year off dividends. Right. So there you go. I show them how to do a cover call one month. I was like, all I take is one month's profit, right? And then you get the 11 months of your own, right? So there you go. I show them how to do one and cover call. 20 grand, they pay me their fee. They go on to make 20 grand for the rest of the year. So I'm working at McDonald's and I just in one month brought in 20 grand. That's that's an example. It's like all because I had the knowledge. Like it doesn't right. matter what my money is. It's That's why your biggest asset is you're investing in yourself, your knowledge, right? That's why trade alerts don't work. You're not building up the knowledge, right? (laughs) So, anywho, we're I'm rambling on this. No, I guess too long. (laughs) Yeah, no, good. It's a great point to end on. So, um, so that's it. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, Head over to the website for our show notes, things like that, and uh, we will see you guys next week's podcast, episode 16. Can you believe we're on episode 16? That's right. Uh, We're going to cover the difference between a debit spread and a credit spread. So really good one. Look forward to it. Cool. See you. All right. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Options Millionaire Podcast. Be sure to join us each week as we dive into all the tools and techniques we use to become seven-figure traders. For more information and a copy of our show notes, head to www.optionswealthacademy.com.